Mandy Made Podcast. I'm your host, Mandy. As I share, I pray you will be able to connect with others, obtain new tools and resources, as well as resonate with the stories shared by others as you listen. Let's get started. I talk to a lot of moms and stepmoms who share one or more of their kids. For whatever reason or choice, when there is shared custody, there's just a lot to navigate. You know, from surrendering control and trusting when your child is away and everything in between, it's just, it's just a lot. And to be honest, I've spent a ton of time trying to micromanage God's plan. Is anyone else like that? Fellow perfectionist, I totally get you. And, you know, so I'm not perfect. Sometimes I still ca- get caught up in those habits of trying, and I think it's pretty common, or maybe I'm just weird. Surrendering is something I'm working on, but not quite there. I told you I'm a work in progress and I'm not perfect. What I've learned from this character flaw of perfectionism is one, I'm not God. Two, definitely don't want to be God. Three, I'm not God. <laughs> and sometimes I find comfort in the fact that I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to understand or know all of the details or know the next step. But it's definitely something I struggle more <laughs> than I'd like to admit. Have you ever prayed for something that you just really wanted God to honor and give you what you want? Or maybe you've prayed something for your child. I think a lot of parents will be able to relate to this. Asking for the Lord to have your child make good friends at school. Like, you know you have an amazing kid. Please just give them some good friends. Maybe that prayer is because of some bullying happened. Maybe it's because you've moved. Yeah, I've personally found myself praying for things because I want my kids' lives to be easy and blessed. I don't want them to have to learn the lessons the hard way. I feel like I kind of learned enough lessons to cover each one of them 100%. <laughs> or as a stepmom, I've caught myself praying for things like, Lord, can we just like skip to the happy parts, the good parts? Because, you know, the hard parts are, you know, hard. Come on. You know what I'm talking about, bonus mamas. And in certain scenarios, I realized if we had skipped to the good and happy parts, the dynamic of the relationship with my bonus babe would not be what it is. It wouldn't be as deep or as vulnerable. And to be honest, the trust he has for me probably wouldn't be there. After coming out of some of these scenarios, I'm really thankful. You know, I'm, I'm not thankful that it had to get messy. I am thankful for the outcome. Because I can see God's goodness and work and glory at hand in those moments. Blended families, if you're going through litigation and preparing for trial, I bet you can relate to this. Because, of course, you go down that road with expectations and a plan and asking for the desires of your heart to be fulfilled, which a judge cannot do, only our Heavenly Father as judge can do. But You know, you go into this process and you can have all of this evidence and advice from your attorney and you can finally feel like, yes, this is it. This is what I needed. My requests are going to be granted. But you just don't know. A judge can grant anything. And when a judge does make a ruling, it can be crazy confusing. I've found myself asking why a few times. Sometimes I've seen God's hand in that and I come to an understanding But more times than not, I've had to lay it at the cross and say, you know what? I don't understand this. And I don't think I'm meant to understand this. And that's okay. I might not understand it during this lifetime. Recently, as I 
was mulling over this episode, I was actually given the perfect example that I was like, this is perfect. But I know deep in my heart that it's not meant to be shared. I am an open book and I love to have conversations with you. However, there are just certain details in my life that involve other people and my children that are for private conversations. I would try really hard to be open and vulnerable but while also protecting my family and guarding the hearts of those I love. I trust that you can understand that. So if there was one example that I know is not meant to be shared, I knew that there were other examples out there. So I prayed, Lord, open my eyes and convict me in my heart of this perfect example. And within 24 hours of this prayer, I had it. So here goes. When I found out I was pregnant with our last tiny baby, I was so excited. Yay, a baby! And if you're in a blended family, it's only a matter of time before that blended family dynamic starts trying to steal that beautiful pregnancy glow. I wish I could say that the whole time I was as cool as a cucumber during the whole pregnancy, but I will say this, about a month later, the pandemic hit. Restaurants closed, everything closed. Did anyone go to Costco that first week of the chaos? I did. I did. Morning sickness and all. I definitely participated in that circus. And I forgot to buy coffee, so that was pretty much a true highlight of that experience. I was not cool as a cucumber my whole pregnancy. We also had some court stuff going on for both of our big kids. I figured it would be long over by the time my due date rolled around and I got to hold my sweet baby. And as we started looking at the estimated due date and the calendar... I thought, cool, I'll just have the baby a little early to avoid all that nonsense. It'll be fine. This is my third baby, so it's rare chances I'll go overdue. So this is not going to be a problem. What nonsense are you curious about? Well, I'll tell you. So there are two holidays that caused the schedule to get a little crazy these last few years because of the way they affect weekend visitation. And as I looked at the calendar, I realized these holidays would lead to... Four exchanges, four days in a row, two weekends in a row. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I said, I had already decided I'll just have this baby a little early. We don't have to deal with all that. I'll just have him early because it sounds a lot easier doing four exchanges, four days in a row, two weekends in a row with a newborn. This will work out perfectly. I thought this was a great plan because there is a co-parent who is not flexible. Not in regards to schedule, not in regards to holidays, not FaceTime, not in regards to, well, anything, actually. But it's the FaceTime that gets me and truly makes me shake my head because I can think of exactly no stepmom or blended family who included, yes, my bonus child may FaceTime their other parent while I'm in labor in their birth plan. And thinking back on it now, it's kind of funny to think about, but obviously there's been some time and oh, the messages that would have hit the inbox. But if you're pregnant and dealing with something similar to this, it is probably not funny one bit. And I'm really sorry this is on your plate. It's literally awful to be like, well, what if I'm in labor during exchange and the other parent is at my house while I'm having a baby? Or what if someone calls the police to my home for a welfare check because I didn't answer FaceTime while I'm having a baby? (laughs) 
(laughs) It's awful to think about. But like I said, I had decided I was having this baby early to avoid all of that, so I didn't even need to think about it. I can literally hear you guys laughing at me right now. (laughs) So long story short, the pandemic raised on, as you probably noticed, and so did the court stuff. One court case was resolved, then the other, then my due date passed, and then the two holidays with four exchanges, four days in a row, two weekends in a row passed. And then a court case was reopened. And I decided it's a good thing I didn't have this baby early because this is just nuts. <laughs> I did eventually have my baby. I'm not still pregnant. My birth plan went perfectly, probably because I didn't have to include a FaceTime clause in it. <laughs> my baby arrived with my husband by my side. He d- didn't have to leave for a court ordered exchange. And you know what? Through this, You can see my plan was very different than God's. And even though I tried my hardest to micromanage it, God's plan was ultimately better. And looking back, I can see so much of his protection in it. It was basically me telling God, hello, didn't you trust my plan? Didn't you know my plan is better than yours? Did I ever wonder why in the world I was overdue? 100%. But why did I ever think four exchanges, four days in a row, two weekends in a row with a nursing newborn was the right plan? (laughs) Even if I didn't pack up and go in the car for half of those exchanges, it's still a lot of moving parts. Duh, of course the baby should be safe inside, tucked away in my belly for all of that. I was overdue, and my baby and my sanity was protected so much from what could have been just chaos. Not only that, but, you know, thinking back, so were our children, all of them. God protected the hearts of our children because instead of our kids facing the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, on top of that transition of welcoming a new baby, they were able to rest, recover from that, and start their normal schedule and just focus on welcoming their new baby brother. God's grace, man. God's grace is so good. It's hard to remember that in the thick of it, in the thick of it, in the thick of your plan, and maybe your backup plan, and maybe your backup plan to your backup plan, but God's plan. God's plan also protects us. And when you're in the thick of it, it is so hard to see that. And sometimes with your plan, when the outcome is different, it's hard to see God's goodness and faithfulness and his promises shining through. And like I've shared there, you know, for this story that turned out amazing and perfect, and I can see God's protection and glory and hand at work, I have a handful of other stories where I was left confused and not understanding. And I just have to trust that I'm not meant to understand all of it. I'm not supposed to know all the details in the events and every single plan. And that's okay. The Bible says, fear not, 365 times in the Bible, which is basically a daily reminder to not give in to fear. And I also like to use those verses as a reminder to trust in God's protection, faithfulness, and plan. Because if I'm living under his authority, I'm going to be blessed, and so is my family and my children. 
some of my favorite verses that remind me of that protection and faithfulness. Here, I'll share some of them. Numbers 624, the Lord bless you and keep you. I think this is one of my favorite, and I pray it over my kids at least once a day. Because as much as I want to keep my kids all to myself for the rest of their lives, ultimately, they're gods. And he is going to protect them in ways that I could never do. Psalm 9111, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. 2 Thessalonians 3.3, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Let me pray us out. Lord, thank you so much for putting on my heart to share this with others. Help us to remember that there, there is so much peace in surrendering to you, your plan, your authority, and your promises. Help us every night to lay down any burdens that belong to you and need to be set at the cross, Lord, and help us Help us even more to wake up and leave those burdens at your feet. Be with those that are unsure of what's next. Give them peace only you can give. Remind us gently, of course. We do not need all of the answers. We don't need to understand all of the time. Be with us always. Amen. To everyone listening, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Until next time. I'm an open book and will answer any question you have, well, eventually. Just hit details on this episode or find the contact me box on my website and shoot me a message. Be sure to follow on social media and hit subscribe to stay in the loop.